Welcome to the Labcast by IAOA with your host, Captain Dave Jackson. Hey, 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 good morning, Clapcast listeners. This is Captain Dave Jackson coming to you from an absolutely sunny Hendersonville, Tennessee. Uh, I looked at the weather app on my phone, and it's like pure sunshine for 10 straight days here. That never happens because we've had storms uh, rumble through for the last, I don't know, eight weeks, almost all summer long. And now we hit this big dry patch, no rain, no storms but hot and humid. It's been hot and humid all summer long, and here we go again. Late August, we're still in the mid-90s, which is crazy to me. And I'm used to heat. I lived in Arizona for 13 years. It's not like this kind of heat. It's completely different. But, um, man, I'm ready for fall to come around. Football's starting, and let's just do the fall thing for a while. I don't know about you guys, but I'm up for it. I can't tell you how excited I am today to have a new friend of mine that I've only met just recently because he's kind of new to the arenas with one of our um, our partners at IOA, Hawksoft. This is Michael Lee. Michael, welcome to Collabcast. Awesome. Great to be here. Excited to uh, chat with you here a little bit and glad to be part of this here. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. I think our listeners are really going to be uh, welcoming to hear what you have to say about Hawksoft and what you have going uh, and what new enhancements you have coming out. You gave a little bit of a tease, so we'll tell them a little bit about that. But let's um, talk a little bit about you first off. Um, I usually get the boring stuff out of the way, and then we get to the juicy <laughs> stuff you know, a little right. later. So you're a uh, director of partners of networks, director of networks with Hawksoft, and you've only been with them a short time, right? Correct. Yep. I joined uh, Hawksoft here in January, so right after the first of the year. Okay. So about eight, seven, eight months. And then um, what's your background before working with a software company? So before working with the software company, I spent 19 years in an insurance agency um, here in Ohio. Um, so I am based in Ohio. As with uh, most Hawksoft employees, we're throughout the United States now, um, thanks mm-hmm. to COVID. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I started out as a customer service rep, was an agent, and then became an agency owner um, over the course of the years there. Um, and then prior to that, actually, I was a teacher for three years. Um, okay. So education then went into the boring land of insurance, as I call it, um, and then now mm-hmm. into the software channel. Instead of saying boring, I usually just say non-sexy. So <laughs> there you uh, go. There you yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> boring indicates you know not interesting and compl- nobody has any interest at all. Well, those of us in the industry have a complete interest. Uh, it's the only industry I've ever worked on. Forty-four years this past July, and so I'm showing my age, but I love it. Um, I stumbled into it completely by accident, which majority of us all have to say, almost none of us plan to work in the insurance industry when we're in high school or college. Um, it just doesn't work that way for whatever reason. But No, the, I mean, to be honest, that was kind of the same with me. I mean, my dad actually was really? in the industry. Uh, he started it in 87, and, and actually he joined the industry after being a, uh, a truck driver for a while because he um, saw saw the money that insurance agents were making or insurance companies per se, because my two older brothers always having accidents. Um, so he was gotcha. like, Hey, let's do this. And so in 87, he did that. Um, and like you said, in high school, it's not something I wanted to do. Um, I saw the hours and stuff like that, that my dad put into the agency um, and all of the calls he always had. And I was like that. I don't want to be tied to things like that. 
And of course, we kind of put our own spin on it when we came into the agency and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, it wasn't something I, I set out to do, which is why I was in education for a while and then came into insurance. But love every minute of it. I love the industry. Um, can't say enough about it. And it, it's fun. So what I have to say about Hawksoft, you guys have been an absolutely great supporter of IOA. We will turn in Jan this coming January, we'll turn 10 years old. And when I founded this group, yeah, I knew it was going to be special and unique and exclusive if we only invited independent insurance agency owners. You must have an uh, ownership stake in your agency. You can be a partner and have a minority stake, or you can be a full owner or a principal, but you had to at least have an ownership stake. So what I want to say about Hawksoft and the people that they hire like you, for example, you're an agency owner. You've seen the software from the user end. So I think that's just absolutely terrific. And our listeners want to know that, hey, this guy from Hawksoft, who's only been there you know, less than a year, understands how these systems should be used and can be used. And uh, I know in, in our group of over 9,000 members, we've got hundreds and hundreds of Hawksoft users uh, and you guys have been a huge supporter of ours, and we appreciate your support. So you can pass that on to the powers Absolutely. to be at Hawksoft, because we um, we all appreciate you very, very much. So it's great that you have that kind of a background, so you can come in and look at, obviously you did a bunch of training when you started up, and know the software inside and out, because now you're director of networks. So for example, um, IOA is an alliance over 9,000 agency owners, but you also then are working with, I imagine, aggregators and other network associations, any of those groups, we'll say, you use the term networks, um, I'll yep. call them groups, let's say. And so we're one of those and we partner with you for many, many years. And so is this a new position that they created and you're the first person in that seat? That is very accurate to say. Uh, very so cool. Uh, they, you know, my experience with Hawksoft is a, my agency was a user from 2012 on, um, okay. and so knew the software, got to know the company um, a lot through their conferences and, and, and really how they work with their agents. Um, mm -hmm. Always having that ear, listening ear, open ear to kind of talk to the agents and, and figure out the product, where things should go and that sort of thing. Um, so it was an easy transition over to it. But really focusing on this role, this was something new that Hawksoft wanted to make sure that they were focusing on as well. Um, as they kind of saw that in the industry right now, saw how things were kind of going to go. Um, a lot of newer agencies starting up are joining networks, clusters, aggregators, um, and then, of course, our state associations and the other associations out there. Um, so they wanted to make sure that obviously we had a voice in those as well and that we're mm -hmm. listening to those agents that are joining those groups, too. Super good foresight, I believe, on their part. So that's cool. And was it a vigorous interviewing process? Let's be honest. Uh, it's not. I, and I, I think because they knew who I was, I knew them. It, the interview process at Hawksoft is really unique because they really get to know you as far as questions. It's not you know, really talking as much about your experience or what you can bring to the table as much as it is getting to know you. They want to make sure that they have the right people on the bus that can help move the bus, mm -hmm. um, which is fantastic. And so they make sure that you are in the right position, in the right field, that sort of thing. They don't want you to regret coming to work with them um, down the road or anything like that. A great company that really kind of has the sight to see where people should be 
and make sure that their talents are recognized and you use appropriately inside uh, the company. That's cool. So from your several months now being with the company, what's your impression of uh, top leadership? Um, you've got, you know, the Hawkins family, um, obviously Oregon based. And um, so a lot of I know of uh, more of your members are probably West Coast, but not that much. You're pretty well now spread out all over the country. But what's uh, it been like working with their leadership team? Very easy, to be honest. Um, I, I traveled a lot um, earlier this year um, with Paul Hawkins, our CEO. Um, and I remember having a conversation with him in St. Louis at one of our conferences and trade shows. Um, and I said, you know, I, I, was, I was actually walking away from him at that point. And, and he, he said a phrase that um, caught me off guard. And I had to laugh. And I, I, I walked away and I came back and I said, Paul, I said, I always kind of cringed, not necessarily cringe, that's a bad word. I, I was second guessing a little bit my choice to leave the agency um, and kind of hand the reins over a little bit and go someplace that I had, you know, was kind of new territory for me after 19 years. Sure. Um, and I think anyone that's kind of in their their own position and doing those things after that long would, would kind of think, May, am I making the right decision? Um, and I said, Paul, to me, it reminds me so much of my dad and working with my dad. Um, inside the agency and that sort of thing over the years. And he's like, again, he said that phrase. And when I came back, I said, it is the exact phrase that my dad said a lot is of times. Right? And so as cool? soon as I walked away, I thought, is my dad here for a second? Um, but it is a family atmosphere and they really take care of their employees. Um, they listen to their employees, but they treat that all the way down to the agents as well. And so listening to the agents, listening to, um, you know, your concerns, your problems inside the agency, they really take that to heart. And that starts really at the top all the way down. And so the culture at Hawksoft is bar none. Um, I've not seen a, a company that has the culture that Hawksoft has, that really every individual has everyone's back. And they, they work together to collaboratively move things forward and really for the betterment of the independent agent. How well did you know the uh, leadership team there prior to coming on board when you were a user of their product? Um, so again, when I started in 2012 as as a user of their product, really my first person that I got to know was Linda Anderson, who is uh, the sales rep for here the, in the Midwest a little bit. Um, Linda's been with them for a long time, and Linda actually was in an, an agency prior to joining Hawksoft as well. Um, I got to know the Hawkins family, really it was right around 2018 when the uh, first conferences really started taking shape for the user group. So HUG, the Hawksoft user group, was formed right around 2017, 2018 as well. And their first conference was in Sandusky, Ohio. Um, it really yeah. was a regional conference. And then all of a sudden, it became the first national conference. And so those that started planning that conference um, in Sandusky, they weren't expecting the CEO of the company to come to that conference. They weren't expecting the other leadership people to come either. And they did. That was my first introduction to the people. Um, and then in 2018 and forward, I've been at all of their conferences as a user. Just the way that they make themselves available to talk. They don't want um, employees to block them from talking to the agents. They want to make sure that they are visible and that they can communicate. They want to make sure people feel heard. And if people have suggestions or complaints, they want to know about those things as well. And over the course of me being an agent, there were multiple times that I reached out 
to the Hawkins family. Uh, Paul is the CEO, um, his son, Sean, who oversees developments and that sort of thing. Many times I reached out to them about some concerns that I had. And so they were always very easy to uh, get a hold of, as well as respond and take ownership over things as well. Um, I'll never forget, though, the first time I actually went out to Oregon to visit uh, the, the home base there. And I was actually going to lead their national conference and right before COVID hit. So I was out there in December of 2019, got to know the staff a little bit, got to spend a couple days um, right there in their cubicles with them, talking to their development team. Um, and Paul showed me the landscape of uh, his farm and everything out there as well. Um, and just getting to know them personally really kind of sealed the deal as, you know, if I ever left the agency, this is probably where I want to go. Hmm. Um, and it just made that transition a little bit easier there. That's very cool. Um, Paul has been to our conference a number of years, which is crazy. The CEO shows up at a trade show, you know, Absolutely. go figure. And uh, obviously he gets to talk to a lot of his uh, customers because um, our members, a good number of our members are customers, but also, you know, those who are not. And, you know, what do you like about our competitors' products? And those kinds of questions come up, I know, in conversation all the time. So that's a that's a cool story about the family and the products and that the fact that you are a user. So one of the questions I was thinking about when you were talking, in 2012, you started to use Hawksoft. Were you using an AM, a, a different AMS system prior to that? No. So you um, went from paper to paper yeah. to Hawksoft, right? Paper to Hawksoft, yep. Okay, so the old file cabinets with full um, files with stacks and stacks of paper. Absolutely. And what was that transition like going uh, somewhat paperless or maybe 100% paperless? Um, it, it was a unique transition, to be honest. Um, the staff inside the agency at that time um, had been here 20 to 30 years. Um, and so, you know, they were they were used to how things were. They didn't necessarily want to change. Um, sure. And it wasn't an easy task, to be honest. I think we looked at systems for almost five years before wow. we finally pulled the trigger on one in 2012. And um, over the course of those over the course of those years, people started to retire and that sort of thing. And what really threw us into saying, hey, we need a system now. Um, is because we started to hire new producers. And so it was our way of tracking um, the business that they were writing, paying commissions and that sort of thing to where we weren't having to use Excel spreadsheets, um, not relying on the, on the information coming from our carriers and that sort of thing, that we could have real live data. And so for that first transition, we used it honestly as a glorified filing cabinet in a way that we could track business and reports. Um, or <laughs> at the least you're of honest time, about it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> most people would have to admit that, but very few of them are honest about it. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, and when you would start to look back, it was ironic. We'd start to look back in the files, probably like 2014, 2015. I was like, we have, we have nothing in these files anymore. We weren't filing anything. The old data was still in there, but all the new stuff was in the system. So we started because you're downloading now at this correct, point. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yep, downloading. And so being able to see the data that way and starting to track things, we really started taking ownership inside the agency to look at different aspects of the system and say, okay, what are we using and what are we not using? Um, because let's be real, most people inside a management system don't use 100% of it. They use no. 30% maybe. Almost no one know? does, yeah. Correct. And so it's like what piece of the puzzle do we want? that we want to explore, um, that we want to make sure we're taking ownership of inside our agency and saying, hey, this is what we're going to start using. 
And so each staff person started taking on a different piece to learn. And then we started plugging those pieces into what we were using day in, day out inside the agency um, to where eventually we just had the filing cabinets moved to another room. Um, and eventually they moved out to the garage. <laughs> and eventually we were able to scan everything and get them into the system. Um, and, and we were completely now paperless. Um, so at, at that, that point, point so. were you just scanning uh, most recent deck page, maybe original applications, uh, yep. just some just critical documents, not Correct. like every piece of paper in the file cabinet. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. getting the history in there at least in that way, yep. uh, we had that information there if we ever needed it. So. Mm -hmm. And so now you've been on it over 12 years, you know, so um, or about that. So your employees have adapted uh, you know, all humans are resistant to change, but once they get on it and they use it and that's all they know now, then they look back and they, I don't know how we couldn't live without it, you know? Exactly. So everybody, we all know that after the fact, but going in, it's really hard to realize that it's going to take a year or two or three, you know, it's going to take a little time, but once you get there, you'll feel like, you know, and like a cell phone, you know, how did we live without Absolutely. cell phones? You know, and everyone has one in their pocket today. So as director of networks with Hawksoft, what's your um, primary objective in your role? Really, it's to focus and continue on uh, what Paul Hawkins started, and that's relationships. Um, the bulk of my job is to reach out to those networks, those groups, clusters, aggregators, whatever you want to call them, those associations. Mm -hmm. um, and it's to establish that relationship and to make sure that um, if Hawksoft can be of help, we want to be there. We want to be able to help in ways that we can. Um, and, and not everything is, is not everyone is going to be a fit for Hawksoft. Um, we, right. we understand that. Um, but we want to at least have that relationship. So if we ever need, can be of help, that's where, you know, they know who to reach out to type thing. Mm -hmm. Paul Hawkins, when he started the company, was always very um, adamant that it's a relationship business. And it, as an agent, it's a relationship business. We understand that. Yes, people leave on price um, and that sort of thing over coverage or a claim issue or anything like that. But it's very easy to rely on an agent with a good relationship. Um, and so Hawksoft always wants those relationships, too. That's, again, why Paul Hawkins goes out to a lot of the trade shows and you're, you still see him as being visible. Um, mm -hmm. He wants to have those relationships with people, and he's had those over the years. Um, so even today, being in this role now since the beginning of January, every time I talk to him, it comes back to the relationship conversation. Um, and so that's uh, the whole goal with my position is making sure we have the relationship. And um, if there's ways that we can help, whether that's in education whether that's in pieces to the puzzle here at the in the program, uh, we're able to do those things and make sure that our networks and our groups are being listened to as well. Very cool. So um, IAOA's uh, annual conference, Innovation, is this October 5, 6, 7 in Chicago. Are you personally on the schedule to attend or this year? It is possible. I know I have a lot going on right around that time as well in some of the other uh, conferences that I'm attending. Um, mm -hmm. But being, you know, in Chicago, you guys are, that's only about two and a half, three hours away from me. Um, so it right. is very possible. I do know Paul's going to be there. Um, he is scheduled to be there as well as um, Kenny on our team, um, mm -hmm. some of our sales team members and that sort of thing. So people that uh, are familiar with that, uh, you know, to see some of these um, IAOA members around. Mm -hmm. um, so I may be there. I, I don't know yet, to be honest. My schedule that's, keeps changing. So Okay, that's cool. I was just curious. And then also in January, INA in Fort Worth, Texas, Yep. Um, which I know you guys are, um, um, you know, a, a huge participant at. 
Um, uh, any chance we'll see you there? Um, I actually just booked my uh, flight and hotel for there um, this week. So yes, I will be cool. there in January. Absolutely. Okay. So those that don't know, INA uh, is Insurance Networks Alliance. And so this is a funny story. Uh, this started uh, six, seven years ago now. Uh, the very first uh, meeting uh, for INA was in Tempe, Arizona. And I had my agency in Gilbert, right, almost next door. And it was started by one of the um, uh, principals at Live Oak Bank. Um, her name was Kelly Drurard, and Kelly has left and retired from Live Oak Bank, but still active in our industry. And it turned out the very first year prior to their first meeting, INA's meeting, uh, she decided they, they were partnering with IOA, and she decided to come into my um, agency office in Gilbert, Arizona. So I met her, we had lunch, and we talked about you know relationships with networks and things because IOA was one of those. She said, you know, there should be an alliance or some kind of collaboration amongst all the various networks. Sure, we look at yourselves as competitors. And she asked me a bunch of questions about IOA. She said, how did you get together you know, thousands of independent insurance agency owners to collaborate and help each other. And instead of being com considering themselves competitors, become advocates, you know, and, and she wanted to know how that process took place because she's got the idea that she wants to do this with all the networks out there, you know, all the way from SIAA, the top one or the largest one, all the way down to, you know, there's probably hundreds of them total, including the small folks. Right. Um, some, some are, you know, very regional, some are national, some are on very local basis and they're all different sizes and they have all different, um, uh, roles and objectives. And so she wanted to bring them all together. She says, it makes sense for us to put together an alliance. And so she did. And the first couple of years were in Tempe and I visited once. Turns out, fast forward, Kelly's moved on. She's, you know, taking life a little easier. She's passed on the reins. They're now based, I think, out of Milwaukee, I want to say, um, or Chicago, right up in there. And um, last year, IAOA partnered with one of those networks, the AC companies, and we white-labeled IAOA Market Access. So we became a member of INA, and I attended my first INA um, conference this past January in Fort Worth. So they're holding again this coming January in Fort Worth. And so I got to meet a ton of the folks that I already know. Many of them are IAOA supporters uh, in terms of third-party vendors uh, or carrier people. Um, there's tons of them. And so folks like you, um, uh, especially in your role, uh, that kind of, uh, that's a collaboration of networks. It makes, yeah. makes perfect sense for you to, um, you know, hobnob and, and meet and greet with all the folks in the industry, because my guess is you missed January this year in Fort Worth because you're just coming on into your new role. Um, but if you're, I was actually there. Were I, you? I was actually Very there. Cool. Um, I had literally just came on board three days prior. Oh wow! Um, and then hey, guess um, what? Like, Here, guess what, you Michael? You're going to Fort Worth. That's and you're right. Gonna, you're gonna <laughs> go with some Hawksaw folks, and uh, I don't know. Did we meet at that time? 
You know, um, there was I, a, hundreds of people. There was, so. Yeah, there was a lot of people. That I don't, I don't remember physically don't think, actually meeting you at that point. I don't think we did. So. Yeah, but no. um, we'll have a chance to catch up a little bit. Hopefully, this coming January. Absolutely. Uh, because I'm already signed up. I don't have my flight book yet. Man, you're an early birder. Uh, but I do have my room booked and uh, registered, so we're all good to go there. So, um, yeah. that's cool. So I want to get into your software. Okay. So those that are Hawksoft users. They probably know it pretty darn well, but give us a glimpse of, let's say, one or two things that you can tell us about that are on the horizon, enhancements or, you know, new things, new shiny things that are going to help your users and those that are considering using Hawksoft uh, become even more efficient in the use of it. Absolutely. So, um, Hawksoft has been working now for a number of, or for a couple, the last couple of years at least, on their new platform. Um, it's called the Hawksoft Insurance Platform. Um, most current users are going to know it as Hawksoft Six, uh, which is our version okay. six. Um, it is our um, basically our our next launch of redesigning the entire product from the ground up. Um, if if that's a major have, undertaking. It is a major undertaking. Um, our development team has spent countless hours um, listening to agents, but also fine-tooth combing everything. Um, I can say, as of this um, time, we do have our first five agencies new to Hawksoft on the new platform. Um, our development team is currently working on finalizing the development piece of everything for migration um, of our current Hawksoft users to migrate over to the new platform. So would you the call biggest- those five agencies beta testers? They were beta testers, yep. So they, they made were. sure. And so now they were, they're on they, it full time. They're on it full, yep. Gotcha. Um, they wanted to make sure they worked with our development team um, to make sure the bugs were w- worked out. And I can say internally, um, Hawksoft uses, our, our staff use the platform as well. So we use the mm-hmm. same system that our agencies use to manage our agencies. Um, and so we launched actually with it um, back in February. And and so we've been using it. We've been working out the bugs ourselves. And then, of course, uh, launched it for some agencies uh, new to the system. And then, of course, now we're working on uh, making that availability to to new agencies joining the Hawksoft family. And then, of course, migrating those currently um, using Hawksoft over as well. Um, So we do have out there, if you go to hawksoft.com backslash six uh, or forward slash it actually gives you the uh, migration timeframe and the phases where we're at in the process and things. And that is updated routinely. Um, mm-hmm. So agencies can always go out there and figure out where they're going to be in that process. For those that use um, commissions and some of the accounting features and some of the large scale things inside of Hawksoft, um, they're going to kind of be put um, maybe into like first quarter of next year as pieces of those are all developed. Um, but it is a huge undertaking. Again, it's been built from the ground up. Um, to make sure that uh, there's things out there that agencies have needed and wanted for years. The biggest thing, though, um, and and probably people that have uh, said it for years, has been the stability with the new product. Hawksoft relied on, if you were a Hawksoft online user, um, you were relying on third-party vendors um, to host the servers, essentially, um, if Mm -hmm. you didn't have an in-house server. And when those go down, of course, you blame Hawksoft for that. Um, and so we wanted to take that reliability and put that with us. And so our servers, dedicated Azure servers, that sort of thing, it, it is going more towards the cloud type thing. You're going to be able to access a little bit more inside a web browser. 
Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to still have that program. Um, just like you have Microsoft products on your computer, you're going to have that app on your computer because that's where the full functionality is. But you'll, able, you'll be able to eventually do a lot of things inside a browser as well. But at the end of the day, the biggest piece of the puzzle is you're going to have the reliability of the program and that sort of thing. The next big piece is the speed. With the way that they've developed things now, what used to take hours at times to run a report uh, for those larger agencies is now cut down tremendously. And for smaller agencies, you didn't necessarily notice it as much. You just noticed the green bar going across um, as you're mm -hmm. running reports and waiting for that to download. Right. Um, now things are pretty, um, I, I would say, within seconds, if not a minute. Um, everything is pretty close to being within that minute time frame for reports, which is fantastic. Um, so you're, you're going to notice things look a little bit different inside Hawksoft, but we wanted to keep it this, um, familiar with the agents. As we said earlier, people don't necessarily like change. Right. We've all been to those company websites where they change it overnight. And we're like, wait a minute, how do we do this quote? Where do we find Did things? Anybody sort of thing? think to ask yeah. us before they <laughs> right, do exactly. it? Right. Exactly. Right. Um, so being that we redesigned the platform, we didn't want to completely change things and you go into this new thing and go, what the heck did I just do? So the functionality is still there and the same. The look of it is somewhat the same, but with some modern touches. Um, and there's some new key features that are going to be there. So we've changed it to um, a task system a little bit more. So tasks have been completely redesigned and to function a little bit easier for agents. So again, some key things out there that, that agents have been asking for for years but what this also does is allows us to change things um, and fix things a little bit quicker as well. You're not going to have to wait six months or nine months for a new version to be released. It can be released next week um, or overnight for some bug fixes and that sort of thing. Um, so, again, some great things coming, some um, exciting times for Hawksoft um, and, and some, some growth for some agencies. Again, some things that just are going to help agents down the road um, and things that people have been asking for for a while now. Okay, so you the things people have been asking for. Um, what's number one on the R and D list right now? Uh, well, the the reports, um, the reporting side of things that was huge. And mm -hmm. you know, as an as an agent, I always like the reports in Hawksoft. They're very easy to find, very um, customizable, so to speak. I mean, you can drill oh, down important. and get any of the information that you want right out of there. But those things, there, there's things that agencies are wanting, more reportable fields, um, some things like that, um, some, some customized things. Some things are coming down the pipe for that, but um, a little bit quicker and easier. That was, the, that was the big thing for many agencies. Again, going to that task center in Hawksoft, in prior versions, we've always called them suspenses. Other systems always call them tasks. These tasks can now be um, assigned to multiple people rather than just one person. You can also put a task in there telling you, you know, uh, that doesn't associate with a client per se. So if I have to remind myself to go pick up my kid from soccer practice after school or whatever the case may be, I can put that in there and set a date and time to remind me to go do that. Mm -hmm. So that way you're living in a task system rather than, you know, trying to rely on multiple systems like your calendar um, and that sort of thing as well. So, again, a little bit more customizable. Um, and I think that's the one thing that I really like about Hawksoft, even as an agent that I liked about Hawksoft. You can customize a lot of things. Hawksoft was built to, to help the independent agent, and that's fantastic. Um, but my agency operated different than the agency down the street. So we may not have the same types of things that we do 
or we may not build it the exact same. We may call things different um, types of policies or anything like that. You can customize those things inside Hawksoft. Same thing with your reports. Things can be reported and customized differently then um, it's not a one-size-fits-all type uh, program. And that's what I really, really like about the system there. Cool. How many employees at Hawksoft? Do you know roughly? So in 2019, in December, when I was out there, um, Hawksoft was right around 74, 75 employees at that time. Through COVID and and obviously developing this new product and things like that, um, we've grown. We've almost doubled, um, to be honest. I know we're at 150-ish employees now and we're we're all across the United States uh, which is pretty phenomenal so you know COVID hit and it allowed Hawksoft to really say okay we got to move outside of our our office environment and everyone's going to work remote but then what that also allowed them to do is bring people back that had been instrumental in helping with development or customer service and that sort of thing because their families or whatever the case may be moved to another state and so prior to COVID they they didn't have remote work Right. That allowed them to bring those individuals back if they wanted to come back. And then it also expanded their pool of people. I mean, so mm-hmm. everyone works remote now. Um, even Paul Hawkins, our CEO, works from his wood shop at his house. So uh, how here, many people are in calls the, with him, you see that. So how many people are, are remote versus in the home office? There's only a few in the home office, actually. Right? Um, wow. I, I think there's only a handful. There are still some people that are, that are local that that go into the office routinely. I mean, they do open it up at times, especially if people are having, um, you know, network issues at home um, or power issues and that sort of thing. I know that they have some wildfires out there and, and things like that right now going. Right, um, and right. with the heat and things like that, air conditioning wise, they've offered people to come in. But there's only a handful of people actually in home office still to That's this day. That's incredible. That's really incredible. So I have 150 employees. Over 100 are considered remote workers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you're absolutely. more, more, way more remote than even I call a hybrid. So correct. I did correct. not know that. Wow, that's very cool. So what's it like? Is this your first remote position? It is actually, and you know, when COVID hit inside Ohio, insurance agents were considered, you know, essential. So we still went to work. Right. Um, I actually only lived about five, six blocks from my office, um, and so I would actually walk to work because there for a while no one was driving. Um, mm-hmm. So it was fantastic just to walk down the road and, and get to work. So uh, we still remained in the office and, and that sort of thing. But at that time, we were also doing a lot uh, technology-wise with our customers. So even though we closed the doors um, during COVID, uh, we were still doing live uh, video chats. We were doing things on Facebook with cl- uh, customers. Uh, we were e-signing things, doing electronic stuff. So it really was kind of seamless for us. It really didn't put a, a big damper into the way that we operated, uh, which was fantastic. But um, even as COVID um, started to dissipate a little bit and things started to reopen, um, the agency opened their door and that sort of thing, but we were all still there. So Mm-hmm. We did have the functionality where we could work from home if wanted, if we wanted to, and that sort of thing. But this is my true first remote job. So, are you enjoying it? It's different. It is different. It took some getting used to. I'm not going to lie, especially mm-hmm. the time difference with uh, the majority right. of employees being in Oregon um, right. or on the West Coast, um, and so being in East Coast time versus West Coast was a, a challenge at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have a great group of people that I know are on East Coast time with me that we chat first thing in the morning and that sort of thing. Um, it was a challenge to kind of go from an office to uh, remote work and at, at the same time, a completely different job and company. Um, but uh, it, it's it's also good in the same time, same sense. Um, there's times I have to go work at a, 
you know, in an office somewhere because I have to have that mental space away from home. But it's also nice to be home at times, too. So, yeah, very cool. So for the rest of the year, do you know off the top of your head, where will we see Hawks off in terms of conventions, trade shows, that kind of thing? I can't tell you we're starting to ramp up um, a lot of our travel. So um, Hawksoft, I think when I started in January, they were like, hey, we're going to scale back some of our travel this year. We're not going to go to as many shows and that sort of thing. I think we've actually added a quite a few shows throughout the year. Um, really? And I, I know September, October are really ramped up to uh, be traveling out in, mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of the parts of the United States. So you're going to see quite a few of us out at a lot of conferences and trade shows and just meeting agencies and things like that. So, you know, we, we talked about Paul going to IAOA. Um, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if Paul found some agents around Chicago to go visit as well, because as Paul's on the road, he generally tries to find um, some Mm -hmm. agents of Hawksoft to stop by and greet them, ask them questions and get their feedback as well. So uh, we all try to do the same when we're out and about traveling too. Cool. I do. I do the same thing wherever we, uh, yeah. wherever we travel, I pop in a lot of times unannounced and just uh, surprise the agency owner and Absolutely. see if we can take just a photo shoot and do a couple things that we don't want to interrupt their whole day, but it's, it's fun to get out yeah. and meet the, meet the people, you know? So that's cool. Very cool. This has been outstanding. Hawksoft's been a huge, like I said early on, a huge supporter of IOA and our mission. We appreciate your support. And uh, I know our members support you guys uh, as well. And I don't know how many out of our 9,000 plus members, how many of them are users, but uh, I know it's a good number. So absolutely, uh, it's a pretty good number. So we will uh, continue to tell people about the Hawksoft story as well as our other partners. And we appreciate you guys. And if you end up personally being in Chicago in early October, uh, you'll be able to say hi. And we're going to see the big purple cow. Do you know? You will probably see the purple cow. I know that. Oh, uh, this is you know, anybody's our- not seen it. It's like eight <laughs> foot tall. Absolutely. It's we huge. have a number of them too. Yeah. Oh, um, I imagine, we have a yeah. member of our team that all she does is watch it. I mean, that's not all she does, but she part of her job is to watch all the trade shows and coordinate who travels as well as where Bessie, our purple cows are going. So right, we have right. big Bessie, mini Bessies and little Bessies and stuff like that. So, um, you're going to see our purple cows out. Absolutely. Cool. Do you know the story of the purple cow? I do actually. Okay. It was Don't tell us. I, Don't yeah, tell I'm us. Not be, say, I just yeah. wanted to say, I because do. I wanted to ask, does it have anything at all to do with a certain very popular author's book? You yes. know what I'm talking about? Yes, absolutely. It has something to do with that, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. Our leadership team read that book. Uh, okay. And, and so Seth really Godin is things. the author. If you didn't yep. know, the purple cow is the name of the book. I've got it right here on my shelf. It's a great, yep. great book. And, uh, it's just purple cow is just in short stand out, just Absolutely. You know, figure out how to stand out. And Absolutely. so be, be a purple cow in a crowd of black and white cows. So, Absolutely. Yep, Absolutely. Yep. Uh-huh. So that's it. So that it's a cool story about how you guys adopted that. And now we got Bessie, this eight foot or whatever, huge uh, <laughs> purple cow. Um, do you guys have the little um, stuffed animal purple cows to give away? We don't actually. Um, That'd be cool. I know we have some purple cow stuff, but I, I don't think we have stuffed purple cows. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, we yeah. might have to look into that. Throw that on the dartboard, see if that sticks. Absolutely. I was at a trade show in Vegas here a month or two ago, and uh, Applied Underwriters, 
their animal mascot is a St. Bernard. And they have these cool St. Bernard driver head covers for your golf okay. clubs. Yeah, yeah, of the St. Bernard. And then they have the just a regular old little plushy stuff stuff animal too. So they make they make full use of their mascot. So that'd be a cool thing to see. Um Absolutely. I know people would eat that up. I don't know what it is about these stuffed little animals. Oh my grandkid or my child would love it. You know, obviously the the adults don't care too much about it, but they do want the kids to have all those little cute things. So That'll my daughter, uh, my daughter, I, I wonder where she's at in her bed half the time at night because uh, there's I know. so many stuffed animals. <laughs> stuffed in bed. animals so if yeah. I know if I brought home are a you cow, in there? I'd probably end up there too. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Honey, are you in there? Exactly. <laughs> are you sleeping? <laughs> That's exactly. very cool. Well, Michael, we want to thank you for taking the time with us today. It's uh, It's been a pleasure getting to meet you a little bit and your role with Hawksoft. And uh, like I said, uh, numerous times, we certainly appreciate your support here at IOA and everything that your company has done for many years now, probably almost since the beginning of IOA, um, Hawksaw's been a supporter. So that'll be 10 years coming up uh, early next year. So we wish you the best in your role, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you. Many of our members will see you out and about at conventions and trade shows if you're on the circuit. So thanks again for joining us, and uh, enjoy your day. Thank you. You do the same. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. You too. Thank you for listening to CollabCast with IAOA with Captain Dave Jackson. Production and distribution by Podsquad.fm, Riverside.fm, and Spotify for podcasters. Special thanks to Little Dog Social Media, Terry Champion, and all our guests and listeners. If you're an independent insurance agency owner, please subscribe to our podcast weekly. You can also request to join our agency owner exclusive Facebook group, IAOA or Insurance Agency Owners Alliance at IAOA.com. Captain Dave Jackson signs out from sunny Hendersonville, Tennessee.